side. Stick out the mandolin and the voice. The whole thing, really. All right, start the show. <laughs> it's in there. All right. Damn it! Hello and welcome <laughs> to another edition of Hop Heroes, a show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Aerith, and with me, as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast and anti-clapper, J.R. Gonzalez. Damn it! It's there! Fuck off! <laughs> How you living, man? Living I'm, good? Seems I'm good. Like it. It's been really warm, so I'm not, like, uh, too happy, but we have air conditioning, so we're good. It's been good. Are you, like, one of those oh, people that, that when the sun comes out, you, like, retreat further into your cave? I think we we're more like that. I came from a place that was super hot constantly. Um, but out here the humid's like a little bit uh not good for me, so I don't really like it. But yeah, the, we tend to like not do anything when it gets super hot. Uh unless we'll mm. find somewhere to go swimming or something like that. Would you rather be too hot or too cold? I'd rather be too cold. Too cold. Same. Me too. Open your window. Same. You can always layer up. Let it you can always yeah, layer up. You, you know? can always snuggle yeah. by the fire. Jordan and I can snuggle by the fire. Oh, we're snuggle buddies snuggle now? Buddies. God, so cute. <laughs> Thank goodness. I was worried after that clapping chest that we wouldn't be. We'll be fine. It's good to know that we're still there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of the extreme heat. So that's what's happening. The, the, the heat's getting to you. You're, you're, you're coming to a boiling Pretty point. Much. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. JR's all business stuff, so <laughs> I'm very excited for that. Um, <clears throat> and we got our third host, the kid. Zach Barlow, published author and good friend. Don't let me forget the intro there. Gang, gang. The guy's got some words out there that have been printed. Gang, which gang. Is pretty fucking cool. Gang, gang. How you living, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Chilling. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's it's uh it's it's nice to have. Well, first off, thanks for holding down the fort last week. I wasn't on the episode with you guys. I, uh, I don't think we just held down the fort though. <laughs> like I think we built new rooms in the fort. We added on to the fort. We've we for, like, fortified it, keeping that thing afloat. Like I know it was probably like holding two sticks together in a hurricane, but you guys did. I don't it. know if we just you know kept you. it afloat. I think we put a new engine on it. Like we got a bigger sail. We added some cannons. Like I think that cannons, it was sexy. yeah. Like we're we're sexy. we're ready for battle now. Like as opposed to like before, we were kind of just like a fishing vessel, and now we yeah. like we're like out sinking ships and shit. Like I, you know, I feel like but, you know that might have been our best episode ever. Interesting. Interesting. So I, I guess I just I hear what you're saying. I guess that was just like not the message I thought we were trying to put out there to the world. Like I thought we were more of a fishing vessel, like with the you know, the spirit and the heart of the ocean and the sea, not not trying to put cannons and not. fucking flat screen TVs on our ship and take it down <laughs> not other ships. Like I guess I guess you guys found a new path. I think that I think week. that if I had to define us, I'd I'd define us as a pleasure yacht that like could still get down to business if need be. I just, you know what I'm saying? That just sounds like really a, weird. A, a a pleasure yacht that like, <laughs> yeah. but don't fuck with them because like they could also sink your ship. That sounds like a like a, a night like a, people who are in their 40s and 50s go out to this and have swinger parties on a boat, the pleasure yacht. Listen, exactly. To, like, yeah, hollow notes and like long yeah. like yacht rock. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, white white suits and cocaine galore. <laughs> like this is what you want okay. for the podcast. Either pinky <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> This is where you saw this going. This is the direction that you want to head. You guys in bring, take all of that away from just two words: pleasure yacht. Like, <laughs> hey, you open the floodgates, man. 
God. Who knows what happens on the open sea? Just that like Jesus. leathery, glistening like skin that's been out too long. They're just hanging out there with their saggy boobs and their Ugh. saggy. Oh like, yeah. On the, and testicles on every the deck. woman on the yacht's thirty years yeah. younger. All right. Maybe we should just go back issues. to fishing then. I guess <laughs> we just ruined. Oh yeah, who cares about fishing? Just surviving off of crush, the land and the sea. Crush like... that thought by Zach. Crush. Jesus Christ, yeah. dude! Fucking pleasure. Yeah, Let's get back to our roots. Let's get back to our roots. Jordan, how but are anyways, you, bro? <laughs> it's good to be back. Okay, fuck. Uh, no, it's good to be back. I'm doing well. Baseball is kind of back, which has been exciting. Um, the whole Joe Kelly fiasco throwing hilarious right behind Bregman's head, hilarious calling Correa a little pout powder in the faces, dude. That was that made me so happy. Joe Kelly is my new favorite player, by the way. So for people who um, don't watch baseball, can you like quickly explain what that all means? Because I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, so, okay. Uh, so Joe Kelly is a pitcher for the Dodgers, and they were playing the Astros, who were outed for cheating to win the World Series last year. So Astros are a bunch of cheaters. They were using, they were stealing pitches, signals like electro pulses, right, on their chest. Yeah, there's a there's whole like thing really bad. trash can banging trash cans for whatever pitch was coming. So like they knew what pitches were coming, so they were cheating and they won the World Series and they beat the Dodgers. They so, and Joe Kelly was on the Red Sox though at that time and they beat the Red Sox. Right, Joe Kelly wasn't a Dodger, but he has a bad boy history where he doesn't give a fuck and he doesn't look like this the type. He has he's like a tall, lanky white dude with glasses. It looks like a fucking science teacher, yeah. <laughs> but then he gets on the mound. And just throws 98 at your fucking head and then just stares you down. <laughs> and, and Bregman's like looking at him and, and like walking to the first base and he just yawns and catches the ball and walks back to the fucking mound. <laughs> and then he strikes out Correa and he's walking off the field. He goes, nice swing, bitch. <laughs> like, Correa looks at him and he goes, oh, oh, oh. And like he's walking and then the fucking bench is clear. Like, oh, man. So amazing. But what pisses me off is that Joe Kelly gets eight game suspension for that. And the Astros, not one player got one game suspension when they all admitted to cheating to winning the World Series. So that's just kind of, in a in a nutshell, what the MLB is about. Yeah. And it's, it's kind garbage. of stupid. And the way they're handling COVID, just suspending games 10 minutes before they start because of uh, COVID. Like, they need to be way more structured. And all this is a disaster. We'll see if the season actually finishes. But the Mariners are off to a hot start. And the young talent's looking good. Kyle Lewis is to God. And... All that. So very exciting stuff from the MLB front on the Mariners side. Everything else looks like it's shitty, though. Word. Zach, what have you been up to, bro? Well, um, NBA is back, which Ooh. is huge. And I have been following it pretty closely. And the bubble has been just such an interesting um, exper- experience, uh, it looks like, on the inside. I've been like watching like internal videos of players like, doing vlog series about what the bubble is on, is like on the inside. And to be honest, <clears throat> it doesn't seem like a shit show. I actually feel like it seems like it's really fucking well ran and yeah. really organized. And I'm just so like impressed with the NBA. Like I feel like more than anything, I, I've always been like a football person first. And then I've been basketball. Like when I can catch it, usually I start watching around the playoffs, but I do always watch the playoffs in the finals. But man, I got to say like how the NBA is handling this COVID and this whole social situation to me feels very kind of like, man, I might just like be more of an NBA. Fan. Like I just feel like Adam Silver is the best commissioner in the world and the players association, like the way they have that structured is just, it, it gives the players so much like 
authority and, and, and kind of control over their life. And I just really think it's ran great. And so the games are great and everybody seems to be fairly safe and they're taking all the precautions. And so I'm, I feel like it might actually work, which I wasn't necessarily a believer of at first, but it, it does yeah. seem like it's, it's running fairly smoothly right now. So there's that. And, um, what about your boy, Lou Williams? Uh, Lou will like, if you bounce, you can bounce, but then they'll be like, all right, like, you're you have to quarantine for two weeks like you can't come back and so, so why does he have to quarantine uh because i think he went to a strip club <laughs> he went to a titty bar for some wings well <laughs> didn't he didn't he leave for a funeral like i i heard he left for like a family funeral and then on his way back he went to a strip club for some wang <laughs> which I is go to magic city dog yeah magic city which, i had to go which is i mean i do yeah, you got to do what you got to do. And, you know, he quarantined for that, and he is quarantined currently. So, I mean, it's not like they're prisoners. They can leave, but leaving is like, all right, you're going to miss hella games. Like, you might not even be able to come back. And so it seems like um, that seems fair to me. So, uh, 100%. Yeah. I agree. The NBA is handling it way better. Like, that's how it should be handled. Yeah. Um personally this weekend we were painting we've been doing a lot of painting like painting our cabinets and stuff and um our cabinets in our kitchen were brown and so yesterday we decided to we we're gonna you know paint them whatever and i wanted to use a paint gun and i've never used a have you guys used a paint gun before like a spray paint gun well yeah. i decided i wanted to use one because like rolling is like for fucking squares you know what i'm saying like i'm trying to just get this done quick i had a lakers game to catch at 5 30 so i wasn't really trying to like play these games rolling all day Hopping so all madden to fucking paint your house yeah that's impressive so i get the paint gun and we ha hook it to an air compressor we rent it from home depot no idea how to use this thing i'm watching like youtube videos and shit trying to figure out like all right it can't be that hard right so I do everything they tell me to do. I turn up the pressure. It starts like rumbling and shit. And I'm like, all right, we're like easy money sniper. So I put, I put it on the cabinet and I pull the trigger, bruh, paint explosion, bro. <laughs> oh, no. All over my kitchen dog, <laughs> on my countertops, on my stove, like all over. So I don't know, man. Like I, we have this nice new house, but now our kitchen's like just white paint, like all over <laughs> all kinds of shit dude so aren't paint guns for the exterior do you are they jordan the i don't know call me yesterday and have this conversation <laughs> are they only exterior i've only seen them used outside but i have i have oh you guys are both experts now well Did i you just... get a phone call yesterday uh, i didn't you're know to give us a heads up when you make dumb decisions yeah, you, to see if you're it's you're supposed to say is this a hey guys it's on slack is this a good idea or a bad idea and then we'll either go like this or emoji down like this and we need please do that because that could be a new weekly That's segment <laughs> is this a good idea or bad By idea Zach. Zach's ideas. <laughs> Zach's ideas. thumbs up or thumbs down nah don't do uh, it don't do it <laughs> so i, I want to rent this air compressor and get this 300 foot fucking paint gun and put it just to, just to paint the moldings in our kitchen what do you think but you know what's wild is that i didn't well, even Zach. have like the, the the tip on it because usually there's a tip on it that disperses the paint so it's more of like a spray like a like yeah. a spray you know what i'm saying but if you don't have that tip in it's not a spray it's like a super soaker stream <laughs> like a oh like a focused laser stream of paint and I didn't have that tip in either. So there was a ton of pressure. It was full of paint. And then I'm shooting super soaker style, like oh, white no. paint 
all over my <laughs> kitchen, bro. And I'm just like, all right, well, and Alicia's just hot, bro. Hot, bro. <laughs> just, you turned your kitchen into a map from Splatoon. Yeah. Like, what the fuck were you thinking? It's dude? like yeah. Paula and paint is like Jason Pollock paintings the, on your cabinets with right. white. It's this just... morning I'm trying to make breakfast and I got like white paint like on my pans and shit like that were sitting in the sink like I'm trying to just scrape off corners of paint from like cooking utensils so I can use them to eat and shit like my life's in shambles, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's pick up the pieces. You'll get there. Don't worry, man. Just ask us next time you need some advice on how to paint your <laughs> kitchen, apparently. We're here for you. Um, we got a very, very exciting episode for you guys today. So for uh, old listeners, the, the, the old-time hophead's been there from day one. You probably already know. But for the new listeners, um, Umbrella Academy plays a special has a special place in our heart. We did Umbrella Academy early, early on in our podcast, the first uh, volume, Apocalypse Suite. Had a lot of fun with it, um, and then obviously Zach unfo- unveiled his undying love for Gerard Way in that episode, um, and then found out that last year Umbrella Academy was coming to Netflix, which we were ecstatic about. So then we did Volume Two Dallas um, and and recapped the season one on Netflix, and actually was perfect because season one kind of incorporated volumes one and two of of Umbrella Academy to a certain point from the characters and whatnot. And so now season two is dropped. We are talking volume three, which is Hotel Oblivion. Um, and we are drinking Kona Brewing for the first time, which is a popular brand that we've been wanting to get on for a while. And we decided to pull the trigger. So before we go into story time, without further ado, let's, let's hop into that beverage breakdown. Break it down again. Ready for the sound bite? <clears throat> Wait. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, here it is. Here it is. Still, still ready. Right he has paint on his arm. He has paint on his arm. Oh, I do. Yeah. God damn it, dude. Bro. He's in shambles at the Barlow Castle. Oh my goodness. Paint everywhere, bro. I'm covered in it. There's paint in my pillowcases. There's paint in my socks. Oh no. Like, can't get rid of it. Oh fuck. Um. <clears throat> All right, so today we are talking uh, Kona Brewing and specifically the Longboard Island Lager. So I know Z's got over there. I got over here. JR, did you pick up, uh, up a I picked up a, a, sixer. a sixer. And I already poured it. Nice. And I poured it like an adult. But See, I, don't, like I didn't pour it this time, and I feel bad about it because I always give you a shitty time about that. So I have a uh, – there's a bar right here, so I'm just going to grab a glass. Hold Sounds on. good to me. I did a good job. Oh, yeah, look at that. Fuck, that's sexy. That's good yeah. shit. So while Zach's getting a glass, I'll talk uh, origin of Kona Brewing. So Kona Brewing is a company that was founded by father and son team Cameron Healy and Spoon Kalsa. Uh, the pair had a vision to reflect the spirit, culture, and beauty of Hawaii in a collection of local island craft beers. So in 1994, they set off for the Big Island to bring their dream to life. Flash forward to today, and Kona Brewing has become one of the best-selling craft beer brands in the world. But despite their global success, they've managed to stay true to their Hawaiian roots through innovation, sustainability, and community outreach. They're still headquartered where it all began in Kailua Kona on Hawaii's big island. So one, one thing that's really cool about Kona is their commitment to the community. Um, their brewery is, is completely solar powered oh, cool. in Hawaii. Oh, that's so tired, they're very yeah. they're very big on the green initiative and they recycle their water. And they also use leftover hops as grains when they make 
their pizza crust for their brew pub what? in Hawaii. Oh, I bet you that so, pub is lit, dude. I bet it's so fucking good. I bet they have like a pulled pork pizza. Oh, oh man. It's like a roasted pork. It's just oh, gotta God. go there. When we go down there for our big uh, our big Comic Con Hawaii whatever show with like three million fans, we'll stop by there. Yeah, and, and hit that up on the way. Can't wait. Um, <clears throat> So what we're talking about today is the Long, Longboard Island Lager. Um, the history of the lager is uh, thanks to legendary local Hawaiian, Duke Kahanamoku. Have you guys heard of him? Yep. Nope. I know exactly who that is. Do you actually? Are you no. full of it? <laughs> I'm full of it. Okay, that's what I figured. So he is the father of modern surfing and Olympic gold medalist. For over 90 years ago, he paddled his handcrafted wooden board which was 16 feet long weighing 114 pounds at the time out into the surf to ride the waves of waikiki this behemoth was dubbed a longboard and thus the ancient polynesian sport of surfing was reborn today in the shadow of diamond head waikiki beach is still the spot to learn the tradition of longboard surfing here you can catch set here you can catch set after set of rolling waves until the sun fades below the horizon and then it's time for a longboard lager. So longboard lager, it's a crisp, pale gold lager with uh, choice malts and aromatic hops, brewed in a tradition lager style. Uh, when you look at the brewer's notes, it's 4.6 ABV. Um, it's a pale premium two-row malt. It's got Mount Hood hops, Hollertau hops, Sterling, and Millennium hops. Um, so it's a beer that I think I know Zach's had before, I've had before. JR, is this the first time you've had this one? I think so. I think so. I, I've never. Doesn't sound familiar. The bottle looks familiar, but I don't. I don't think I've ever specifically like known. I don't know. No. So Kona, Kona to me is very similar to Sierra Nevada. It's just a well-known craft beer that's in pretty much any store. Like anywhere you go, you can find Kona. At least on the West Coast. I'm not sure how how, how extravagant it is on the East, but um they're they're everywhere and, and usually they come in like the variety packs that's where i've had them the most where you get like a little bit of everything you get their big wave golden you get their castaway ipa you know um but the lager is kind of the staple and uh z this is the one that you had in your fridge you know what 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 do you like about it um i just feel like it's like perfect for the time that we're in as as a as like the season it's like very sunny day you know you're at the water it's crisp it's light it's sessionable and um it's refreshing like i feel like it's kind of refreshing it has like a nice little like ah, like that zest on the back of your especially if you drink it cold and um yeah i just feel like it's kind of it's uh it's just a good beer it's like a good chilled summer lager it does everything yeah. right it, it doesn't try to do more than it should it doesn't like add like all kinds of wild fruits and berries and flowers to try to be different. It just like stays basic, pretty simplistic, gets the job done and gets it j- done well consistently. And so that's kind of why that's why, that's why I fucks with it. That's why he fucks with it. JR, what do you think? man? Uh, let me. So I, I like the smell. Um, I, I do get what you're saying about there. There's no like fanciness to it. It's just straight, you know, there's no straightforward. Straight I can tell right off the bat. But you like it or not, you know. So, um, I love the color though; it's really clear. Which I like clearer beer. I think it just seems yeah it seems to taste it's better. It's like for me. golden. Yeah. It looks like apple it juice. Does. It does. It does. Yeah, it looks yeah. like straight apple it juice, does. dude. So, um, yeah. Let me go for it. Looks pure. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like it's not 
like I, I thought it like you kind of smell it and you're kind of like okay this is a little bit harder than it's gonna be but then you, you drink it and it's like a nice smooth like summertime beer like I always say a cheeseburger you know beer and a cheeseburger kind of drink and can't go wrong with that this is definitely a cheeseburger beer yeah I, I, I delicious cheeseburger specifically I, I don't like drinking IPAs with burgers because it's just so heavy and yeah, heavy yeah. or IPAs with like um, any like I think IPAs are almost like the dinner beer. like what we had a guest last week ed he called ipas that at home beer because oh, they're like true. so heavy and like he had to like go to the bathroom if he ate he anything with nap. him like you stayed or take a nap yeah so yeah yeah and this is not that this is like fluffy chris it's like just you know airy i would say almost yeah yeah an ipa will like dominate your meal this is accents yeah. it like perfectly it just adds that little little crisp bite is very refreshing lagers are pretty consistent um <clears throat> they're not the most complicated beer to brew um the like the the things that i like in a lager i like uh a, not a whole lot of like flavor um because like i feel like some flavors can come off in different ways when it's a lager because it's so carbonated um i like it i like it very crisp and i like it very cold and if you can nail those things and just be simple which i think Kona does a great job of then you have a great beer and this this is probably one of the best lagers i've had and it's something that it's basically like uh, a domestic beer on steroids. It's like you can have a Coors Light and it just tastes like piss water, yeah. but it's gonna. You can drink fifteen of them, you're fine. This is gonna be a little bit more refreshing, and you can have you know six of them, and you're good. Mm-hmm. And you can have eight if you want to feel feel crazy, but you can do it all while you're in the sun and you're not feeling like you're gaining thirty pounds while you do it. So. I'm a big fan. If you look, at, so I've only really had the Konas that are sold in Washington and Alaska, which are kind of like the big ones, like the big wave, the longboard. Um, but they have some other ones on their website that I'm assuming are mostly in Hawaii, and they're probably in other locations too. But they have a seltzer, uh, a seltzer option, and they have like tropical punch, star fruit lime, strawberry oh. guava, passion fruit orange guava for for seltzers. Just, for seltzers damn just sound money and then they got this island colada cream ale which is like a pina colada real coconut pineapple beer that's only available january through april oh my gosh but uh hibiscus brute ipa which is like a hibiscus like champagne ipa like they have all these just amazing creative options that sound delicious let's go to hawaii Um, yeah so that's what i'm thinking so like you know like next tuesday sounds right i'll get my jet Hop on yeah. a jet. I feel like traveling right now. If you if you were going to travel and you were feeling feeling brave, first of all, you got to be brave about it because like you might you might catch some shit. But if you got past that, it's super cheap. Like I yeah. feel like companies are basically begging you to travel yeah. right now. Like they're like losing so much money. So there's so that. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Ahead. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, Hawaii. We'll see you soon. Uh, very excited. Do you guys remember put when my toes in, the, toes in the sand? Do you remember when we went to Mexico, which is another tropical place? This is why the story is kind of hitting my my mind. And we went deep sea fishing, and I caught the fish, and you didn't. And then I brought the <laughs> fish back to the restaurant, and I fed both my family and your family with the fish that I caught, and you just kind of like ate the fish too because like you were just <laughs> living in my shadow. Do you remember that? So that's a. That's that's a story. That's a story. Um, <laughs> that's a story. <laughs> from what I recall, I was incredibly seasick and nauseous and yeah, pounding dude. fucking <laughs> Dremamine or whatever just to like balance out my stomach. And then the guide hooked a fish and sat me down in a chair and put a fucking reel in my lap and I started reeling. <laughs> and 
20 minutes later, we had a fucking ahi ahi or mahi mahi on the boat uh, that I caught, but it was handed to Did me you by though? the guide, so I, I take no credit for it. Um, but what I don't do is make up a, a whole other story <laughs> that acts like that I was the one that fed our families that night. Um, but that was a fucking really cool. Yeah, they filleted it right there on the boat, and we they put it brought to the restaurant like a block up the street, and they cooked dinner like seven Ooh, different ways. It was like the best. We should have had we should have had longboard logger with that dinner. When we, we go to Hawaii, been. let's go deep sea fishing, and then let's celebrate my catch with a logger. See why exactly? See why it's important that we stick to the fishing vessel and not the fucking pleasure <laughs> yacht, Zach. This I'm, is our, dude. I'm coming around. These are our roots. Do you not these see? Roots, this is me coming around. You're so Hollywood. <laughs> you just saw the lights, and you just you, you just went. For I'm it, so you Hollywood. So that was our beverage breakdown. Now, without further ado, let's sit crisscross applesauce and dive into story time with Jr. All right. Uh, so we are talking Hotel Oblivion, Volume Three. This is like um, the way the way that they set up these comics. It's not like it, like you know uh, issue twenty one or whatever. They do like like little mini series, right? So this is like one through seven of comic book of books um, written by Gerard Way and drawn by Gabriel Bra. And published by Dark Horse. So, uh, for you newcomers, you know, so you kind of get to, even though, let's say you didn't read the first two volumes or the first set, um, you kind of get to, it is a continuation, but you can also read it without having to do that, you know, with these stories because he makes them into these limited mini series. Um, some, you think that a reader could start at Hotel Oblivion? I, I think so. And like uh, understand what's going on? I think so. I no. think so. I think so. What? Understand what's going on? They might be entertained, but they're going to be having a lot of fucking questions. Well, there—I mean, there's there's a little bit of history in this, uh, particularly with with Hargreaves starting Hotel Oblivion and um, the way that he, you know, opened up this little hotel to store all of his, you know, villains. I think that you, there's there's a way to to connect to this story, uh, and and let me tell you why. First is this this story was announced in two thousand nine. Right, 2007 is when they did uh, the first, you know, Apocalypse Suite, and then Dallas came right after. But this story didn't actually get published and ready to buy until 2018. So there's like a 10 year gap in between there, where he didn't even get to like most. I think probably the second half until almost you know 2015, 2016, and then. Do you know why? Uh, he said he wanted to start music. Isn't that why? And redo music. He was doing other projects, but also Doom Patrol, I believe, was in that. Doom Patrol was in, in there. Gap, I think it? he I think he wanted to start from what I from what I was reading, he wanted to start a going back to music, and I think that started to fall apart. And um I know he was a lot he was having a lot of issues personally, it sounded like at that time too. So then Doom Patrol was mixed in there, which they made a show out of that, right? Uh yeah, it's and we're hopefully gonna do an episode on that because Brandon Fraser's in it. It's got really yes. good reviews. I'm really, I want, I want, I want to watch that. And so, for those that don't know, Gerard Way is the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Um, for those of you that oh, don't know, geez. which would offend Zach to yeah, his core. Be, uh, Didn't MCR like announce a tour? I, they did. They were supposed like, to come they, to town. They were they were touring when COVID hit. Yep. I thought they were they were coming to the White uh, River Amphitheater in Auburn, Washington. Ah, uh, that's brutal. So it got canceled. That's brutal. But but that's that's why I think you can you can yeah, start bro. the story without reading the first two. Heartbreak. It's nice to read the first two, but you're getting a whole different story, a whole different universe, a whole different 
category of villains you know yes you're missing a little bit of the history of the of the five but you're still getting a whole new adventure that i feel like you could drop yourself in the middle of agree or disagree doesn't matter because um, it's just what i say right. um yeah, I, okay <laughs> we'll go with that <laughs> um but in this story, the the superpowers, the villains were starting to really gather in, in numbers, really increasing in the numbers. And um, the beginning starts off with Hargreaves. And Hargreaves had passed away um, in, in the first volume. But they mentioned that he right after he passed away that the hotel became, let's say – escapable it sounded like um hargreaves death his about academy was scattered at this time uh number five is a hired gun kraken is stalking big game which he was just stalking space boy um rumor is dealing with uh, wreckage of her marriage so she's dealing with some emotional problems at the time I mean, she's kind of a little bit this you know um, illusion disillusional about things um and uh space boy is running around tokyo with a uh anybody remember the the villain's name that he's running around that drank a cup of so like a can of soda switched into switched his language which i thought was pretty cool was it the atomic detective or is that murder magician else? no that is the villain that comes out of the hotel oblivion uh that's the one with the, that's baby. The, one with the baby oh and anyway so it's it's gas panic was the guy and he's speaking japanese right and so he mm. opens like a can. It's like yeah. an, and he drinks it's a like soda. a soda or an energy drink or whatever. And then they can speak the same language. That was a yeah. cool idea. That was, there a, was cool a lot idea. of cool little little quirky ideas yeah. in this one. I thought. Um, <clears throat> uh, Vanya continues her physical therapy. Uh, obviously, um, this is probably where you say that you need to read the first volume. Yep. It's where she got shot in the brain because she turned into a bad mm -hmm. guy and asshole. Um, and yeah, just a little bit. Uh, and and seance in the beginning is not really which is Klaus, which is not really mentioned. He's more coming out in the second second issue of the book, second part. Um, and there's just there's like a lot of violence in this story, uh, particularly with number five. Um, he ends up being that hired gun, um, and they there's like this little. I guess there's like an under layer of of conspiracy going on there's like a cowboy involved you know who's riding a, a chicken all that kind of stuff um and that and that's the yeah, first that, part that part kind of confused yeah. me it's kind of a it's bit. kind of was i felt like it wasn't repeated enough the you know in that there's like what? two part yeah cowboy riding a chicken yep yeah dude it comes out quick i remember that kind of there's a couple parts in the story that lost me a little bit there was that and there was the the dollhouses that rumor was dropping off. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of got confused about that. There's a couple things that I have questions about. Yep, and um, but there's there is a lot going on. I mean, uh, they're they're going into what they call after space, uh, space boy and kraken. Um, there's a lot of little little mixed things of of things that you're trying to. I guess he's trying to connect you to the story. Um, the Perse John is it Perseus? John Perseus. Uh, is the main yeah. villain, um, and he has this agenda, which you don't start seeing until you know later on. Um, mm -hmm. And then Seance. And be Go ahead. Before we get sorry, before we get too deep, I just for those people that haven't read the first or the second, or they haven't heard the first or second, just to give a 
kind of a breakdown of the characters. So, sure, I can do these, that. There was this, there was this free, like yeah, like there's a freak event of like what happened. Yeah, and everything. so there, there was this. <clears throat> so, Do, uh, original uh, Hargreaves was kind of like this um, scientist entre- entrepreneur. Really, he was an alien um, who thought that. Uh, um, who really wanted to, I guess, to protect the world. I'm not sure, you know, other than that he was kind of an asshole. But he, there was this, a spe- like a, 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 I guess you would call it a, an atomic event where all of a sudden these kids were born and, with special powers. And at all of these kids that were born, there was five that were basically made it through. Um, and he numbered. They were born from women that were, that were pregnant. pregnant. So it's almost like, um, you know, a little bit of the, the, you know, religious aspect there, right? I mean, born, mm-hmm. maybe they were made by gods or demigods or whatever. I don't know. Um, but instead of giving them actual names, he numbered them. Um, and he numbered them one through five. Uh, and number one would be Space Boy. Um, and then eventually would, he'd call himself Luther Hargreaves. Um and he has super strength, durability. Um, he is—he's basically the leader of the group. And then eventually, uh, he gets into a situation where his body gets mutilated, and he has to—they do a special transplant and put his bot, his brain, and his head onto a gorilla's body. Um, and which I think is a great—I thought that was—I love that the way it looks. You know, there's actually. Yeah, oh, it's great. yeah, it's a, it's it's striking. Like as a character, as like the the leader of the pack, he's like gorilla body, human yeah. human head, like Mister Incredible looking head. It's yeah, pretty the size of the forearms pretty compared good. to like the yep. joints. Like it's just like the artwork it's, is perfect. It, yeah, it is, really. and he's got for. like this almost um, uh, it's almost like he's got this innocence to him space boy right and he kind of goes in with that it's almost like that superman thing you know where he's kind of yeah uh everything is going to work out positive uh mm-hmm. luther and number five are twin brothers so there's kind of that connection between those two and there's they're kind of all but they're like polar opposites um and then uh number two is the kraken diego hargreaves uh the reckless and rebellious member of the of the five um he seems more like a batman i guess if we were going to describe him seems you know brooding and draw the, the way worst. they draw him is it just badass the, as fuck dude shadows. like everybody's favorite he throws this just I, <laughs> I have to say this every time that diego comes up because his name is the kraken the kraken first off go kraken nhl hey baby hey yo uh but second there literally was a character on their team called the horror who had tentacles that would come out and fucking grab people and he was not named kraken no because he wasn't cool enough i I was named kraken and all he is is a fucking dude with knives super speed i got i remember you getting so upset super speed strength intelligence brooding stealth ability terrible name just over charm There's no charm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it's a bad boy charm. Yeah, the bad boy charm. Uh, number three is the rumor, which I felt like her powers are probably one of the more powerful ones. Um, she's able to kind of um, manipulate the situations more, talk people into doing what they, they talk to. She go, uh, you know, what's her what's her famous line? I heard a rumor. and she. I heard a rumor that you yeah. did this or you need this, and then it would, like, actually happen. Yep. And uh they they talk about her powers being f- number 5 in this story says that she's 
flirting with omnipotent right. power. Like, Superpower, yeah. She's pretty much a, almost yeah. a god. Mm-hmm. Um, and her name is Allison Hargreaves, besides the rumor. Um, and then number four, I, I, I think it's one of my personal favorites, is is the is the seance. Klaus, he could talk to dead people. He actually has some other powers that I think he hasn't realized yet. Um, uh, he, he channels the dead, so they're speaking through him, which is – and possessing people, um, he can – I mean, it. it's kind of um, – he's kind of a really – I don't know how much part of this is, is you know, uh, or how many parts of this is Gerard Way, but, I mean, this guy's a lunatic. I mean, he's addicted to drugs. Um, he, he's so flamboyant about things. He's just, whatever, fuck you. I'm going to go shoot up. Um, mm-hmm. And in this book, they show him shooting up, which is really, really a touchy thing to do in comic books. Um, and he's kind of a backstabber. Not only – yeah, not only do they show him shooting up, so he's doing he's basically doing uh seances and, and talking to the dead, communicating the dead for people yeah. for drugs. Like he's like getting paid in heroin to communicate to the, the dead and and uh in one scene he's actually like not getting possessed but taking form of this girl's ex husband and like making love to so her. So she could find out where As him. Yeah, yeah. and where so the he's like at. he's like really he's doing a lot of weird things and Claus is is, is uh, my favorite character um, because I think that he's like the most realistic uh, effect, I guess, from what would happen with these kind of powers. Like if dead people were just talking to you all the time and like you had no parental support because Hargreaves was not a father. He was just a scientist right. and they had a robot mom and their brothers are all just fuck and brothers and sisters, everybody. They're all just like not seeing eye to eye and they have zero leadership. Space tries to lead, but he doesn't. And he's just like people. Dead people are talking to him all the time, and he 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 uses drugs as his kind of escape and his vice to like like mute them a little bit. But he's also got yeah, and he's also got like a, a really quirky personality from it. And he has hello tattooed on one hand and goodbye tattooed on another. And like he's just I don't know. He's a very real relatable character for what he has to go through to deal with his powers. Like his powers aren't super right. strength. It's not like a, a power he just turns on when he wants. To I get speed up a lot like, actually. He's constantly dealing with like the stress and the hassle of his yep. power, which is interesting. To me, it seems like he's Gerard Way's favorite character. Mm-hmm. Because like I just get the feeling as I read through all of these characters that Gerard puts like the most love and care and attention into him. I would I would argue that just little quirky things like the hello tattoo and the goodbye tattoo. You know, the fact that he like his powers and, and the, the drug story and 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 like his quirkiness, like it just feels like he really puts a lot into that character to make that character unique and stand out. And I think that like a lot of these other characters, like I, I guess you could you might be able to argue that like space is pretty unique. But like outside of a head on a body, he's really just kind of like that Captain America mm-hmm. dude. And then Seance is like Jean Grey, you know, like I feel like there's a lot of like not saying that they're one dimensional, but I think that Klaus has more dimensions than anybody else. And to me, that insinuates a, a writer's love for a character like you, you spend the time with the characters you love. And I think that he spends more time with Klaus than anybody else. I agree yeah. with that. Seems to have the most depth out of all of them. Um, yeah, probably the least least amount of time with uh, Kraken. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, um, well, what? number five uh, is is the boy, and the reason he's the boy is he got stuck in time and wasn't able to. Uh, he got actually went to the future and 
saw the apocalypse. And so anyways, he tries to come back and um, save the world. But number five had a name, but it wasn't spoken for that long. And all the siblings, what it was, as he did, as he did. The age of 10 to 13, that's the Netflix adaption. Five disappeared by using his power of time to escape into the future. Um, and so original always warned him that he could never go back. It took him 45 years to figure out how to go back in time. Um, and then he gets stuck that way. He gets stuck as like a 10 year old boy, but he's like older than all of them because he lived in the future for 45 years. So he has this like old man feel, but in like a 10 year old's body, which is kind of hilarious because he like talks about women in a certain way. He's probably the coolest character. He's definitely the smartest and he's definitely the And he's like the punisher. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck, dude. (laughs) That's ruthless. Yeah. It's like a straight assassin. If you have, uh, if you, if you're like, he's. He has he has an age right, so he he's basically lives forever unless he gets killed. So something has to happen, like in, in, in like the way the, when he came back or the what you know or the way when he went there, something changes physiology. So unless I I would think in the future that because there is a part where he gets old, and um, like I think in the future he gets old, but then he comes back and it changes him into a ten year old boy, and if and it fucks with him, so he can't grow old. So yeah, so if you can't age, like you just start looking at the world differently like not everything is so as precious yeah. you know like time time isn't an object it's just like a time bomb so he just doesn't and he shows it he doesn't give he a fuck just <laughs> sitting there drinking like a coke and rum at the bar and the lady you know it's like asking him questions and he's like i'm older than you bitch fuck off you know like I, yeah. yeah yeah and somebody buys him a drink and he's like oh thank you and actually i'd rather have this yeah he's when he goes meets the guy for the job he's like yeah i'm just gonna you need to leave now thank you <laughs> yeah, I'm done. With um, you. Number six is barely in the stories, and I, there we always figured there's got to be something going on with him. He's more, he's prominent more in the in the the TV series than he is in the books, and that's where um, they call him the horror, and he like out of his guts comes the octopus arms, her legs, whatever. Um, ben Hargreaves, and yeah, um, there he's he's definitely he's he's in the scene here where he's with Klaus is in the bed after overdosing, and he's talking to him about having to step up and you know be the hero and all that garbage and. Um, he's just mutilated. Just he looks like a zombie. His insides are all gone. Isn't he dead though? He is, Didn't he die? He died. And yeah, Klaus can talk to yeah, him. Cause he's he's dead. Oh, yeah, because he's dead. Oh yeah. So uh, he's barely in the book. So I, I think in the future, when there's more books coming out, I think Ben's gonna play a bigger part somehow. Just they really don't tell you how he died. I don't think I don't, in any of the books they don't talk about how he died at all. So that mystery is still there. No, but in this comic, you see a hole. In yeah. His well, that's where his yeah. stuff. So maybe his like. inner, like his power, got ripped out of him, and he, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. But there's really, there's really not a lot, a lot to him. Uh, his death. His death was what broke up the family. I wasn't think so. It? Something happened where Hargreaves like sent him in there, on. and they didn't approve of it, and he wound up dying. You know, sacrifice. I guess. Um, mm. That's kind of like what broke the family apart. I guess they, they talked about. There's some theories that Ben could have died the way, um, or by suicide. He was he can, can and so he just just see this doesn't seem. There's not a lot to him, and I think obviously Dreadway's kind of leaving that to our minds, and then he has a story for that somewhere. He has a story. He's working on volume four yep. as we speak. He admitted like in, in May, he said he's working on volume four and that's his priority. Awesome. Right now. So let me just get this straight. So the Kraken is the guy that's traveling around with space boy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Got yeah. it. And then yeah, number five the is tentacles. Number f- and then number five is the, sh- the little the kid. kid. Yep. And then who's Vanya? Vanya is seven. seven. So the reason that oh, we, we say there's there five, because Ben and Vanya are 
are basically out of the Umbrella Academy when uh, Apocalypse Suite starts. And so Vanya has never been, she never really had any powers. And so she was kind of like, obviously that she got treated like the stepchild that she was and got put in her room. And, and really I, at the end of it, Hargraves was trying to protect her because she had like this superpowers of, um, I don't know. What did she like yell at you? I don't remember. Supersonic, S- like showcases destruction, interest uh, in music. So when she plays her violin, yeah. I thought she can like um, manipulate shit with her. She can like shoot out music notes and fuck you up. Like she cuts Rumor's throat with a music yeah. note. Yeah. So maybe she turns the transparent into, you know, and you know, to physical. I think she can like manipulate audio into like, like waves weapons. or something. Sound yeah, waves. Sound waves. Sound waves yeah. into yeah weapons so yeah. um and that and that those are the main characters um in the in the, their side characters in this story john perseus which is the the main bad guy kind of opens things up uh dr zoo is who they they go to with after space there's like friends of hargreaves and there's like this weird time zone that they're trying to get through with um the minera which is a, a spacecraft um uh there's mr calhoun mr thor these are all like uh bad guys uh murder musician uh, magician, which magician, magician yeah. and he's the guy who takes the baby and uh, scientific man. I was kind of curious how you guys feel about that guy, um, Saint Zero. So there's all Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> I knew it. He's basically Doctor Manhattan. Um, in like every way, in every way, and so yeah. like a t- direct rip from Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so those are the side characters in this, and main characters and side characters in this story, um, for the most part. And but you know, there's. There's he kind of I love his titles to the stories. Um, part one was called Evil. Part two is called Miniature War in a Miniature Home. Um, and and in that story, that's where uh, Piss Boy Klaus is all starting. You start to see his his down spiral. Um, and uh, there's part three, which is called Violence. Um, and that's where Murder Magician and his friend mr uh the guy with the camera on his face is trying to escape uh obscura something weird Obs- dr obscura or obscura or something yeah he has a literal photographic memory it's literal <laughs> he, he records everything on his <laughs> eight millimeter camera. camera uh that he this is where his i think this is this was gerard's shining moment so far for me was all the creative characters he, he can come up with like the depth to him Maybe not the greatest, but like the ideas behind them are so unique that I think this is where he shines the most. I mean, you named off a lot of them, uh, but there's also like Doctor Terminal, who shows up and is like, "I'm hungry," yeah. and then starts like devouring the city. He's like, like radioactive. Really cool. Yeah, the peppermint scarves <laughs> gang. Like they just have peppermint scarves. He and talks knives. about like, his peppermint scarves <laughs> idea at some point in this. At the end of it, I'm not. If you grab the graphic novel. Or the the trade, sorry. Yeah. He gives a lot of little stories at the end, and he talks about where he comes up with these villains. And actually, Gabriel Baugh talked about how he had to put them on variant covers, which is the comics that I have, which are the yellow, you know, kind of dark brown colors. And he put all the villains that he had come up with, like the Peppermint's um, scarf. And uh, I guess what I can read is this: it says the Peppermint scarves were a fictional band I created for a Christmas card just before starting MCR. So that was a long fuck. Yeah. Oh, shit. Whoa, that's shit. That was a long the time. The peppermint <laughs> scarves. Yeah. Uh, I, nice. I got really into these cards and worked, uh, worked a super hard, worked super hard on them, spending hours on the fanciful handwritten addresses on the envelopes 
that uh that took longer than cut and paste for the cards this uh, and then there's like a painted image that he did of uh, like people in a band with red and black scarf red and white scarves and that's so cool um, so he pro- he had this in his mind forever and he threw them in there randomly and they're ca- cre- they're the they're the gang that's creating chaos in in the yeah. cities and stealing mm-hmm. stuff and um but yeah, yeah. And they also had the oracle the oracle is a super cool character it was like whatever she asked the magic eight ball like happened like she was cursed to the magic right. eight ball and she's like am i a monster and it's like possibly so or something and she starts becoming a monster like i don't know that was a that was a really cool character that was the character that was chasing after the magic magician with the baby right yep yeah that was her baby That's her baby yeah uh, but she was like cursed so he was keeping her the baby away from her because she was becoming this monstrosity right it was it's it was really really yeah. interesting and what about very... medusa yeah. medusa is that like medusa head so that was john perseus the the the, the ninth where he had be, he had this vision of the world he actually wanted to be a superhero but he did it like the wrong way and uh hargreaves had shoved him into hotel oblivion when he was younger with the medusa it was almost like a hammer he had it on his hand right it was attached to him down his mm-hmm. arm and it reminded me of like the heads in crash bandicoot <laughs> you know, like crash yes. bandicoot Oh, like those fucking, masks? Like, mask. Yeah, yeah. that's what it reminded me of. And it's like always talking to him. So like it reminded me of like the... Right. Was, was a little fucking tiki exactly. mask. Exactly. Man, deep cut. Deep cut. And then there's... Yeah. The way he describes um that, that villain is he wanted it to be like... There's... If anybody knows who Perseus is, Perseus has a, a long history, right, from the Greeks to now to have it being a tragedy story, you know, being a hero wanting to do great, but, you know, gets manipulated a lot, particularly by Medusa... And he wanted to create that character. So it's actually meant to be – his design is meant to be Greek a little bit, you know. Mm. Um, and it, it's – for me, I, I love that stuff. I love Greek mythology. I love the pantheons. But I'll, I'll read what he says. He says, with with the new John Perseus the Tenth, which is John Perseus the Ninth, because John Perseus the Ninth died in uh, – beautiful. Um, you approve, Zach, of that board? Was that approved? That was pretty good. Um, Thanks. John Perseus the, the ninth was captured by Hargreaves, like I said, and thrown into Hotel Oblivion and waiting out his sentence. Mm-hmm. But while waiting out uh, his sentence at that second, uh, while in the story, he had committed suicide because he, he couldn't handle it anymore. But what come to find out was Medusa actually killed him because he she con- considered him a wuss, basically. Um, and then I'll read what Gerard mentioned about how with the character design for John Perseus the Tenth. He goes with Perseus Ten is what he calls it. I wanted a character that really believed that he was a god, in some way while totally not being a god. A bit cracked, especially after he learns of his father's fate. He comes from a long line of misguided individuals named Perseus, apparently going back to the Perseus ancient of Greek myth. And so he had this design mm. of him of like just tragedy, right? This Greek tragedy of. Uh, misguided of of trying to do good and that's what his dad was and um he had the same fate obviously in the story mm-hmm. he lives though he ends up cutting his own arm yep, off he changes it a little and bit. then medusa goes 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 in one direction and he just ends up falling on a roof and then that's like the last we see of him so we might he might come back come back yeah yeah he had like a change of heart he had like he wanted no more destruction no more death and then she was like you're weak like your father and then he cuts his hand off um which is yeah it's interesting he might ha- he might be on a different side of the fence could be yeah in volume four he had let all the villains out and so there was like this chaos with this story right like there's all of a sudden 
all everything started to come together the the uh you know uh, space boy and kraken had gone through after space and actually went like a back door into hotel oblivion and figured out hey this is what hargreaves was doing and looked at the elevator that the el there was an elevator that was there to to basically got hacked by john perseus and was was in and out and he found like i said found his father now he's letting everybody out he's like i'm gonna create this chaos i'm gonna show everybody what like Basically, if you watched um, <laughs> uh, Incredibles number one, where the bad guy lets all like creates these villain right, and then becomes it try to be the superhero to save. So that's basically what John Perseus the tenth did, and but it was that's a great idea. That's a great comparison. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. So um, I actually feel like the Incredibles and the Umbrella Academy, like I, n number one, just reminds me of Mister Incredible so much. Like, I, I don't know why. I think it might be the mask. The blonde hair and the mask? Like, the way the, the, the blonde hair and the way the mask, like, just covers, like, that part of the face. He just always reminds me yeah. of Mr. Incredible. So, I don't know. I think yeah. about the Incredibles a lot when I read the, the uh, Umbrella Academy. For better or for that, worse. One thing that Anthony, Anthony Gramilia mentioned, which, like, caught me off guard, like, how accurate it is, is, like, the Incredibles is such a pull from the Fantastic Four. Like, it's... So everything is a pull like, from almost, the Fantastic Four, basically. Yeah, like there's a strength, the stretch, the like weird like like force field yeah. power and then like instead of speed it was fire, but like they're like almost the exact same and then this is pulling from that too. Like it's this just like how ideas expand. So it's So others. Stan Lee is like the greatest mind to ever live. And we yeah. knew that though. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, I knew that. There's and there is a I, I, I'm gonna take a little side drive here because I feel like um I have to say this, but uh, I'm not gonna say who it is because it they they're kind of rude and we might do an interview with them at one day but um but he shops he shops uh he shops at the uh a local comic book store not one that I go to um and he said that they were talking about Stanley he's like who's Stanley and it's like what the fuck are you talking about like do you, wait this guy said who's Stanley he doesn't know who Stanley he's never he said he's never been in the comics but he he believe he didn't know who Stanley was didn't know who Jack Kirby was and it's like what rock have you been under you know okay but i feel like everybody can start comics somewhere right like we shouldn't like shame people for like well dipping their asshole, toe in at the first time i don't he was just a weird person but I mean, even if you don't, um, <laughs> like, if you don't know who Stanley is, fuck you. Yes, that's I'm right pretty now. much agreeing with that uh, comment. <laughs> I, I just, it's like, I don't okay. know if that's the stance we should take, bro. But like, hey, right. I got you. I got, I got your back. I just bro. feel like <laughs> it's super hard not to. It, if you, it's super hard not to believe if you don't know who Stanley is. I mean, the he's he was almost in every Marvel movie at some point. All right. Uh, he was, I mean. Everybody's got to start somewhere, though. Are we a fishing vessel or are we a war vessel? We need, really need to decide. We're, we're, we're a war vessel <laughs> right now. This theme is going to stick with All right, with back us. to the story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> JR's at his boiling point. Sorry. I just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> I, was, uh, I don't know. Do you spit in his no, face? No, no. I, I just stopped just talking kidding. to him and walked away. Um... So they are just like about faces and walks pretty away. much if I, if I, it's like number five like okay I, thanks I'm for the drink yeah I'm done yeah. Bye. on to the next Shoot. person um I, I I'm old enough now that I could do that because I feel like these days if you're not interesting or you're not working in the same jive I'm gonna have to walk away but <clears throat> not always 
always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so basically, back to the story a little bit, this Hotel Oblivion was a place that was in another dimension, essentially. This hotel on this planet that Hargraves would send villains to and kind of, it's like an intergalactic prison. Pretty much. Or yep. a cosmic prison for these bad guys. Hargraves finds, or not Hargraves, but uh, Perseus finds it through his company, f- takes uh, the Obscura there and like shows them how to get back there and then frees them all the bad guys, comes back, just like JR was saying, to fight all the bad guys and show that he's the ult- ultimate hero, realizes that he's unleashed too much and he doesn't want all the chaos and destruction they thought he wanted. And then the Umbrella Academy has to unite once again to fight all these bad guys. But they get overwhelmed. I mean, they take out Dr. Terminal by throwing Medusa right in the center of it. Space Boy has a great fucking little... When Perseus cuts it off his hand, Space Boy catches it and throws it right in the heart of Dr. Terminal, blows him up, so the, the city's no longer getting absorbed or destroyed. But there's a lot of villains left, and they're pretty much outmatched. And then what happens, JR? So this is where there's like... A, there's like, a, like I said, there's a lot of underlying stories in this, in this book. Uh, and one of the underlying stories is Vanya, and she's being rehabbed by Mother. And Mother has his, um, like, alternate agenda, basically, in this story. And if anybody doesn't know who Mother is, Mother is the uh, – Hargrave created her to be the mother of the children, basically. And she she's like an android, right? Um, and mm-hmm. she's AI because she's intelligent. She has feelings. She has all these things. And after being disrespected, basically, in the last couple books, she kind of turned on the Umbrella Academy. And she's using Vanya. And basically, she's like, I'm taking you home. And – there's there's this like other group of superheroes that I, I think they're called like I don't know they had like a red bird uh robin maybe sparrow I'm not sure what kind of bird it was mm-hmm. they had some kind of bird um, on their crest yeah. and <clears throat> Vanya is able to recuperate start walking she you know was all a mental thing uh, according to her mother hey you could start walking you could push yourself and introduce her to her real family which is another set of five I thought. I thought that Vanya ran into the the like bird version of Rumor, and then Rumor like basically told her like, "No, you can walk." And then Vanya like got up and started walking. I, uh, mother that, threw that out the girl chair. That... She's like, "It's all in your mind. I'm gonna throw you out of the chair." And then she's standing oh, there, really? and she's entered, and basically, Mother's introducing her to these people, and one by one, right? There was the guy with the red hair. Yeah, yeah but Zach might have a point because like. There she is a black walk. girl there who's like, yeah. who is talking to Vanya, and we don't know that she's like a superhero or anything. We don't know who she is, but she has a mask. But she has a mask on, mask. and Vanya's like, I can't walk, I can't walk. And then the the black girl like has a, a line that says like, No, yeah, you can. And then and then Vanya just like gets up. I didn't, I didn't get that, but that's yeah. a good point. I mean, that could be. I mean, at the end, she is. Um... They really don't talk about her at all and what kind of superpower. She's just kind of standing in the background with a dog. Um, and Yeah, no, it was a big cliffhanger with who this group of people are. Yeah. Like, they well, all come in with different unique powers and essentially save the Umbrella Academy from this flurry of different villains. Like, there's one person that had, like, this negative energy they shot out. It's just all yeah. black. Like out of their mouth and that fucking mall of people. They had one person just turn into a bunch of crows. Um, there was one person that could stab like a, himself. Like a, Did you see the guy that doll. like stabbed himself and then like, yeah, like did like that like power behind him? Doll. And he would like everybody that was behind him was taking his pain instead of him. Like that was a pretty. There's some just Gerard Way's creativity was on full display in this story. Like there's so many different little ideas and 
cool characters that I really hope they introduce into the Netflix series because it'd be a lot yeah. of fun. I'm stoked for. I think this is great timing for us to be having this conversation because, like, the more we talk about this, like, honestly, I mean, I I, I want to save this for like our like final review, but um, I'm stoked that the Netflix series is already out. That's, yeah. all, that's all I'm gonna say until we get to the final review. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're kind of at the end, so do we, anything else you want to talk about before we go into Crawford Crash? I, I think JR? that's it. I mean, we covered the story. I just want to – We always cover it. I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing. At the end, when when our number one, Space Boy, meets this other group who is, like, this mysterious group, there's, like, this one big reveal where Space Boy kind of looks at the, what seems to be the leader of that, like, mysterious group and says, like, who are you? And then the leader responds, I'm number one. Yeah. And then, like, mm-hmm. and then it ends. And so, like, that's, like, all we know. And so, you know, yeah. take that for, big, for big what it is. And yeah. the last panel is actually Space Boy, like, looking surprised. Like, he looks like a little kid who's a, who, you know, who got, like, their toy taken away and, like, is surprised that, what the hell? You know, that's the very last panel. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I mean, it. I, I love cliffhangers as long as they do the second part or they do the story. Yeah, as long as they don't give us another 10-year gap. Yeah. Like, what are we yeah. doing here? So, um, yeah. But yeah, I think we're dead. I think we're okay. Done. Oh, before we go in, then I I have two questions. Jr., can you explain? Oh, well, same question. Really, can you explain the the chicken cowboy thing? And can you explain the dollhouse thing? Like, I don't understand how those had anything to do with the story. Okay, so the dollhouse. Um, <clears throat> I, I was a little confused on that too. Other than that, she kept doing it, and so for me, I felt like she had this like um, mental lapse, right? Because he kept saying, you know, the husband kept saying, "Hey, there." You know, you're not, you're not, there's nothing there really. And she just kept maybe like her daughter or it's like a relapse that she kept having with her mind. Um, so I'm not really a hundred percent sure about the dollhouse, the, the cowboy with the chicken, which I thought he's riding the chicken, like he's riding a horse out in Texas. Um, I feel like that's going to be the next story and the next villain because he wants to, he actually says, I want to make America great. And he's having, he has his, Oh my god, dude. Oh my <laughs> god, no way. And so he has his distaste. Gerard Way is going MAGA with the villain, dude. Yeah. That's going to be incredible. And he has his distaste oh, for the way that the Umbrella Academy, he, he this, hu- this like hero thing, right? Like he has his like, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And so he has his like ultimate plan. And at the beginning of the story, there's this guy, Mr. Toll, Thor, whatever his name was, hires number five to investigate Perseus Corporation and figuring out what they're doing. And that guy was actually employed by um, Mr. Calhoun, who's the cowboy. Um, and mm. so I feel like that's the underlayer. Like Gerard Way probably has like a 10 years worth of stories about the Umbrella Academy somewhere along the line. And he's feeding us these little underlayer stories. Um, I am a little confused about the dollhouse myself, other than that she just keeps making it. So I feel like it's like a mental lapse that she keeps having, you know, with herself. Yeah, but she's like holding it on the cover of she the is. trade. She's holding a dollhouse. And she also says at one point, somebody goes, who are you? She goes, I'm a haunted house. And like, I was just, I don't know. I was just Aren't really we all just haunted of- houses though, Jordan? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought Whoa! we were going to come around. Whoa! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, are we all just haunted houses? And who is it? I just thought I was going to come back to it. And like it seemed like to me there was, yeah, obviously an ex 
a broken up couple and there's some child in the midst and she kept bringing off dollhouses and he was like this never actually happened and they never really explained us maybe that's just another little he does in the the tv show though it kind of they talk about that her i mean uh rumor and her daughter and her husband and they're remember she calls them and they're fighting and you know there's this back and forth between them two and her daughter oh so so now gerard's pulling from the tv series well this is before the i think that do you think it's after i doubt i doubt i doubt he's pulling from I, the tv series i feel like it's got to be I, the other way i around. thought when they were doing okay. the tv series they were asking him about some stuff and i i thought i read somewhere they're like yeah, hey he we're giving it he's giving us ideas that he had to put in the in the tv show gotcha. so yeah they're so probably having like meetings collab. where he's like all right this is what this is like they're super top secret meetings where he says like this is 10 years worth of umbrella yeah, academy this is rumor and then they like yeah, they they understand it, and then they're like pulling from the same thing that he's making essentially. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's all I had then. With with that information, let's go into craft or trash. Z, you had some stuff you wanted to say. So the Umbrella Academy, this volume three, bro, it made me feel just dumb. Like I, I don't know how else to explain it. I, it made me feel so dumb because like, bro, it's it's very dense. And when I say dense, I, I I mean there's just a lot of story happening, kind of on top of each other, very fast. And I feel like normally I'm like pretty good at doing this this stuff, but man, I just was so confused. Like for the mo- for the majority of the story, I was very very confused. And after yeah. I finished it. I kind of like went into like, oh, what are other people saying about it? Like I always do. And I realized that like, it seems to me that either everybody's pretending like they understand this or I'm just an idiot because it seems like all the reviewers were like, yeah, dude. And then this, and then this, and then this, and then I'm listening to both of you guys and you guys are both just like, yeah, then this thing happened. And I'm still sitting here just feeling dumb. Like I, 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 I'll trust you guys. I'll take your word for it. But I was very confused, and I still am very confused. And I feel like his, his, his pace, his tempo of story, is fucking frenetic, bro. Like it is insanity. How fast we go from like an overdose to after space. Like how the fuck did they even get to after space? And then they're in now they're at the dollhouse and then behind the scenes of this hotel and then back to after space. And it just, it's hard to follow for, for me, honestly. And, um, I was at first going to like, take that as like a L like, man, I, I just feel like I can't like be on my boy Gerard's team this time because I can't follow this guy, but I'm not, I'm going to take that L in his stead. Because he is non-deserving of the L. I think that I just need to reread it. Maybe read it slower. Or get smarter. Because I think there's a lot of cool shit in this book. And there's a... Like you guys pointed out a ton of like really great characters. And what I was going to say earlier that I kind of like didn't um, expand on. Was that I'm stoked for the Netflix series. Because I think that Netflix might be a way for me to understand this a little bit more. To see it in like... Um, people acting it out and they're they're obviously not going to do all of it they're going to pick and choose which is great because i don't honestly feel like it's probably easily more easily digested if you pick and choose and try not to like do all everything that the book tries to do um and i feel terrible saying that because i like to think that i'm like i like this complicated narrative shit but for some reason i swung at this one and i feel like i just missed like i don't know i just felt real confused 
but I still see value in it. And like I said, I'm not giving the L to Gerard, who is the GOAT. I'm taking it myself. Oh. Wow. That's big of you. So um, what? So you give it a, a craft then, not a trash? I'm going to give it a craft because I'm also interested. Like, I want to understand it. It's not like I'm going into this Netflix thinking, oh, this is going to be garbage. Like, this is going to be stupid. I'm going into it excited because I'm like, oh, maybe this will be my opportunity to, like, see what's happening better. And I and I feel like I'm interested enough to, like, want to see what's happening better and yeah. want to understand it more. So, um, yeah, I'll give it a craft. What's your rating? I mean, dude, I was so confused the entire time. Like, I feel like it started to come together for me at the end when, like, there was, like, a bunch of villains and I started to, like, they came back together and I kind of understood that part. But, I mean, I can't quite give this... If this is, like, rating my own experience... I'd give it maybe like a five, dude, because I was, I was confused for the, right. the vast I'll, I'll majority. I'll give you a five point one, so it's still a craft. All right, does that work? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're starting with five point one. I'll go since this is Jr.'s story. He brought this to us originally. I'll let him, I'll let him close it out. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a craft. I think I hear what you're saying, and I was confused a lot of the time, and it took a lot of rereading on this one. And I think that it's going to be way easier to understand the story on the big screen or on the TV screen. Just like you're saying like this, this is a very action packed cut here, cut there, cut to different storylines throughout the whole thing. It's not, there's no slow build. You're, you're dropped right into the heart of the action and it's difficult to keep up. And they're throwing new characters at you the entire time. Lots of new characters. Mm -hmm. um, some that you know from the previous one, some that you don't, and they don't really decipher the difference. So they, and they don't they, really they introduce almost... the new characters either. I feel like it's just like, oh, no. here's a panel with a character you've never seen before. All right, this guy has a camera on his face, and then off you go. Like it's just yep. like, who is like? I don't know. I guess yep. I'm just used to like more of like a a bit. Like everybody has like some sort of introduction, but he does. He just skips that shit. Like he's just like, nope, fuck it. Here we go, and you just gotta I... go with it. I think it's so funny because I think that we just completely passed each other from the first one. Like the first one, I felt like we were on the different sides right here. I think you were like, dude, who cares? Just let Gerard be weird and let Gerard <laughs> just accept true. what it is and love it. And I was like, no, I want character development. I want story. I want answers. Yeah. And like you were like, just fucking enjoy the ride or else you're not going to enjoy it. And then like now I'm like, okay. I'm just enjoying the ride, man. There's all these weird characters, all this action, all these explosions, and now you're like, I want fucking answers. I don't know who this character is. It, it's just I was just confused, man. It's kind of but funny. But it is but, interesting. Uh, we kind of did. I accept I accept it for what it is. It's I'm not gonna understand all of it. I'm just gonna it's gonna be weird, it's gonna be different, and it's gonna be quirky. I think that this story was more like Return of the Jedi. Like if you look at this like a Star Wars the original Star Wars trilogy, like A New Hope was uh, Apocalypse Suite. It was setting the stage for everything else it was okay i wasn't a huge fan you guys liked it a lot dallas was empire strikes back and i thought dallas was my favorite i thought dallas was so different and cool and political and smart and i really enjoyed it and then this was just all like a fucking action fest which is kind of like return of the jedi where it's just fun like luke's got his green saber now his black glove he's fucking up vader and like this is all just this huge battle and all these cool different things and it's really like showcasing gerard's greatest talents which is just new ideas like is mm -hmm. the depth there maybe not but the new ideas the creative ideas were on full overflowing display, so. yeah so i really like that and i think that hopefully it transitions to the tv screen my only fear is that from the from the netflix story it was very more like realistic than weird 
compared to the comic. Like they made it more like understandable from like a world standpoint. And like, this is going to be really difficult to put that into TV and really showcase everything that it has in it. So hopefully they don't dull it down too much and make it too normal because if they do that, I think they're going to lose a lot of the, the flair. So, um, I give it a seven. I think that it's, uh, really fun, really unique, kind of confusing. And I think that the end was just like all this build up and then, all right, yep, here's the end. They, they beat all the bad guys cause this new group came in and you saw them for two panels and now it's over. And it's like, Oh fuck. So I feel like that it was really anticlimactic, but I thought it was fun. So I gave it a seven. JR. Um, couple things one zach you do have to reread it because this is the second time i read it and the first time was confusing um particularly because it came in individual issues and so like you don't Mm -hmm. really get to catch the story um that way and so um i do i do agree that rereading it is probably the best way to do it because you you're missing a lot in between because you're trying to read the story and you know you are you're going from after space to tokyo to paris to you know the city to the museum mm-hmm. of flight in egypt and so you're dealing with you know all these scenes you know the um and art i mean it's such a bright art too so you're like whoa the art's bright love it's like really messing mm-hmm. with your mind at the same time and so i do i do agree that rereading it would probably help um obviously i i love this story i love the comics um i love you know the it's such it is such a different different comic book even for independent comic we, we love independent we love rick remender and all that but it's so different from that even his is different from the the big two publishers uh but i mm. and I, I i give it an eight you know i think an eight was is a solid number i enjoyed it i enjoyed it reading it the second time like i felt like the second time was better than the first time and that's pretty rare to read and maybe that's i don't it's obviously i don't think that's by design but the fact that it's so chaotic and then you reread it again, and it is simple. It's a simple book, as in, like, you get to see pictures, read words. There's not a lot of crazy, like, literature references here or there, you know. And, it's just yeah. keeping up, really. It's just yep. trying to keep up. And um, so I think I think it's an eight, and I enjoyed it. And I'll probably reread it at some point again just to kind of see if I missed anything, particularly when season three comes out. Because, I mean, season two, I guess, did really well, yes on friday so I, I already started watching it so uh oh i haven't i haven't i haven't, I haven't yet either i'm gonna start i started, I'm gonna start, I started on friday so yeah friday all right left puts us at a 6.7 on the hop hero grading scale z do you have a grade for the comic a grade for the comic you don't usually compare it to like the rotten tomatoes or the oh oh yeah 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 Damn, I'm slipping. You caught me slipping, bro. Usually I have that up already. We'll cut it in. 6.7 is what you said? Okay. Yeah. I have an idea. Should we have a... Should we have a Hop Heroes, like, scale? You know, and then we post it? Yes. I think we should. I I, I was getting Britain to make that graphic for us where, like, the... Bottle fills up to a certain level, and he fucking bailed right before he finished that. Fucker sucks. I mean, we could probably have like a graphic designer like that works for us. That's not so overwhelmed with other things that actually makes us more of a priority regularly. Let's do it. Like we're paying, yeah. we're paying. You know. So like, you know someone. Let's do it. I definitely know somebody. All right. All right. Helpful. It was. Are you? Are you ready? Yes. For. 
Yeah, so, so what we got for the scale? Goodreads has the Umbrella Academy Volume 3 Hotel Oblivion at 3.66 out of 5. Oh, out of 5. Okay, that sounds bad. So that's 7.2. Yeah. 7.23, 7.3. Okay. So Zach Lobalness. I think I, I I have a feeling that if I were to read it again, I would have I would have had a different because like I think what what probably would have happened is if I would have read it again, things would have clicked for me, and then I would have been like, oh, and then it would have just made more sense. But I just didn't have time to read it twice this week, and so I came in reading it once and just coming in just with lots of question marks, and that's 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 the rating I gave. I stand by my rating. I mean like. I was confused. I can't be the only one. It's fucking confusing. So, absolutely. You're the new. Uh, you're the new pessimist. I, guess. I love it. I'm. A, I'm. I'm all about it, Gerard. You're a genius. I actually, I've loved your music since day one. You're the best oh my comic God. writer out there. I, <laughs> oh I had a goth dude. phase where I chemically straightened my hair. And, uh, <laughs> I had a goth. Uh, painted phase. my fingernails black. Like I was, I was all about it. Not Zach. Fuck Zach. So that's our uh, our review of Volume Three, and uh, coming at you next week, we'll have our reaction to uh, Season Two on Netflix, which we're very excited about. Uh, it won't um, it won't drop next have... week. Next week, we're gonna drop the interview with uh, WrestleTopia, Invasion of WrestleTopia, with Ed and Matt on Wednesday. Well, by by the time this drops, it will that's be true. next week, because we're so the, we're yeah. like two weeks ahead now, or a week ahead. Okay. Yeah, we're okay. a week ahead. So when this drops, it will okay. be next week. But you're good. Yeah. So uh, we will be dropping that reaction next week. We're really excited about it. And before we close out, anybody got anything they want to plug besides Zach's um, pit sweat? And his yeah, I'll, tattoos? I'll go. Um, so I'm <laughs> I'm starting to sell art. Look into I can't Zach's do eyes. It. I can't. This. I took my glasses off. <laughs> um, I took my glasses off. I'm gonna. I can't do it with his armpit up there. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> just gonna close my eyes. I'm starting to uh, I'm starting yourself. to do art again and more for like a reason. So I'm doing commission art. So if anybody wants to commission me to do something, I'm selling prints. Um, you can hit me up on. <laughs> I can't see. Uh, <laughs> at, What's going on, guys? Um, <laughs> Why are you guys both covering your eyes? Because <laughs> this is horrible. Because you're blowing smooches at us and fucking yeah. looking at the camera like you're taking a selfie at 17. Yeah. So um, if you're interested in any of that stuff, let me know. You can hit us up at Hop Heroes and then my Instagram stuff is on there um, and message me through there. So if you want any kind of art, let me know. Printer made for you. Yeah, and his art's fantastic. And just shout out to JR. He was putting on this art auction with Action City Comics and they raised – they surpassed their goal from what they raised – was all due to the efforts that everyone put in, but JR, you did a huge, huge fucking campaign for that on the reg. You Thanks. were dropping it day and night, promoting that. So, and you were putting in work of your own, which was and there was a lot of beautiful work in that in that auction. So, thank you for that, and that was really cool to see. Um, Z, you got anything you want to plug? Um, not really. Um, if anybody knows how to get paint off of <laughs> dishes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick slide into our dms <laughs> hit, hit up the dms with the advice um but other than that no i'm good oh it's amazing and then just don't forget about our our pullbacks our pull box uh, promotion we have anything you tag us in if you 
like, if you uh, review, if you rate, if you subscribe, um, or if you post a, a post about one of our, our episodes, you get a, a comic book for each of those sent to your address from JR's personal pull box, which there's a lot of great content in there. Absolutely. Let's, let's keep it rolling. And then just always just find us at Hop Heroes Twitter or at Hop Heroes Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And then you'll find us on YouTube. This is going up there as well, right, JR? Absolutely. Pieces of it. Absolutely. <laughs> the pieces. Not the armpit pieces. The pieces but yeah, of me. some of it. Not the uh yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna cut we're Zach gonna... out of the frame, but <laughs> aren't we all just a haunted house? Oh god. Oh my goodness. Time to go. Right. All Goodbye. just a haunted house. Whoa! Peace. Then we lost our YouTube subscription. Thank <laughs> you guys so much. We'll catch y'all next week. <laughs>